This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We're going to look at some health news and some uh, interesting new research that takes a look at the rates of coronary disease, coronary artery disease uh, among people in B.C., particularly young people in B.C. And joining me in studio, Richard Myers, who is a Vancouver accountant, and you have a, a personal story to share. So thank you so much for being with us. And Dr. Liam Brunham is a co-principal investigator with these results. Uh, Dr. Brunham, thank you for being here too. My pleasure. Uh, Let's start with your story, Richard, because I think people will hear this, especially those in a similar age group, and be pretty frightened by what happened to you. So tell us what happened. Well, it was about this time last year. You know, it's uh, tax time for a lot of accountants. Well, it just ended, but, you know, we're still working some pretty long hours, and uh, I started having chest pains. And... uh, I chalked it up to, to stress. Sure. Uh, extended for a couple of weeks and went to the doctor, and we ran numbers of tests, blood work, you know, uh, stress tests, CT scan, and at the CT scan, they identified that there was some obstructions in the arteries in my heart, and then we went for an angiogram, which is the gold standard, I understand, for testing that, and found it was a, a 95% blockage in one of my arteries. Hmm. So, luckily, they were able to clear it up very quickly uh, at that point, but it took a while to really identify what was going on. And if you, from what I understand, they'd said to you, had you been older, uh, you might not have had the same outcome. Right, yeah, it was, um, there was definitely some extended testing happening because it was hard to believe that somebody my age could have heart disease. Um, And at the time, I didn't have a very good understanding of my family history. You know, we knew that there had been strokes and heart attacks, but not the extent and the ages. It was only after the fact that I found out that my grandfather had had a stroke at 39. Oh, wow. Hmm. And my father had a stroke at, at 49 as well. So you know some family history, but you don't really, it doesn't really click until something's happening to you. So. Uh, Dr. Brunham, so hearing this story and looking at the research that has just been put out there, so coronary uh, cardiovascular disease is actually on the decline, but not in this age group, which is a bit frightening. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's stories like uh, Richard's that really prompted us to do this study because my colleagues and I had had noticed that we seem to be seeing, um, you know, more patients that were presenting with significant heart disease at a young age. And so we really wanted to, to have a, a close look at the data um, to see see what's happening in this population. And can we pinpoint why it is we're seeing in the the young, first of all, we'll define young because everybody has a different uh, definition, but for the case, uh, for this study, so it's, is it men under 50 and women under 55? Exactly. So in that age group, why are we seeing it still being so prevalent? We don't know all the answers, but, um, you know, when you look at heart disease overall, um, rates have declined significantly over the last two decades. And we think that's due to better treatments, uh, lower rates of smoking. And yet in this group of young adults, uh, the rates have been totally stable. And so proportionally, you know, it's becoming a a bigger issue. And what we saw that was particularly concerning in the study is that rates of important risk factors, things like high blood pressure, obesity, um, and high blood and uh, diabetes were actually on the rise over this time period in these young adults. So that that seems to be at least part of the story in terms of why we're seeing more heart disease in in young patients. And Richard mentioned that there is a history in his family. So how much of it is genetic uh, or how much 
of it is environment. So genetics is, is a huge part. We know that when someone develops heart disease at a young age, there's a very strong genetic component. And, and one of the important implications for that is that understanding family history is, is very important because if you have a family history of heart disease at a young age, it significantly increases your risk. And yet we don't really have good uh, methods for identifying patients that, that have these types of family histories. And, and that's really what we're working on now. And we've set up a program, uh, which, which Richard is participating in, where we're actually trying to systematically identify people that have these types of family histories. And, and we can bring in the relatives, um, screen them, understand if they are at risk, and then hopefully take steps to, to reduce that risk. And uh, Richard, how has it changed your life as far as your outlook and even your family? I would imagine there are probably other people in your family who are now much more in tune with this or much more aware of the risks. Well, yeah, my my sister had uh, a very similar incident two years before me. So again, there's that genetic side of things. Um, But now my my family is going to be involved in the study as well. My children will be involved. And that's ultimately what's really important to all of us. But you know, we're, we're involved in the study, but we don't feel like we're, we're being inspected or anything like that. It's, it's, I feel like I've got access to more healthcare professionals, and that's the way they see it as well. It's, it's only a win-win for everybody involved. And because it was caught for you, like you said, you had this chest pain, you went to have the tests and 95% blockage. Do you make a full recovery from that? Or is it something that you now have to be aware of or, or watch for? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the risk factors, there's, you know, sedentary lifestyle, there's high blood pressure. So I'm, you know, I'm on new medications for that type of thing. And I'm going to be monitoring it for the rest of my life. Um, but just knowing, you know, helps you get into a lifestyle where you can hopefully keep it under control. All right. And you mentioned your sister, which is interesting as well, because I'll go back to you, uh, Dr. Burnham. Women, uh, according to this study, women diagnosed with premature coronary disease, uh, a greater risk of dying. Do we know why? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know why exactly, but that was really one of the surprising findings of the study is that uh, women in, in the population, if they did develop heart disease at a young age, they had about twice the chance that they were going to die. Uh, whether that's because women with heart disease are getting treated less aggressively or that the disease is actually different in women, we don't uh, understand. And that's really one of the things that we're working on now is try to delve deeper into uh, understanding some of those sex-based differences. Because would it be even something as simple as, say, a man like Richard comes in, and even at that age, it's unlikely, so probably it's not the first thing a doctor would think of, even more so with a woman, it would be farther down the list on what a doctor would think of? Absolutely. And we know there's data that shows that, that women presenting uh, to the emergency department with chest pain are, are less likely to undergo um, definitive tests to to understand if, if there is a cardiac cause. And even in our study population, uh, women were less likely to undergo certain procedures to open up blocked blood vessels. So part of it is, is the recognition uh, and treatment, uh, but there may be other factors at play as well. So will a study like this help us better diagnose or better prevent? Well, I think what this study tells us is that uh, heart disease in, in young patients is a, a very important issue. And I think this is uh, hopefully going to lead us to better ways to identify these patients that are at risk uh, so that we can we can start preventative therapy earlier in life and, and hopefully prevent uh, these events from occurring. Uh, because with the, the difference in the age groups, then, does it seem odd that there is such a disconnect and that we seem to be getting a good grip on it in the older age group, but again, seeing the increase in the younger age group? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's one of the things that's really of interest to us is to, to understand what's going on and, and, and why um, why we're seeing these relatively high rates in, in young adults. And they don't seem to be um, enjoying the, the, the benefits of, of reducing uh, rates of cardiovascular disease that have been seen in the overall population. All right. And uh, Richard, I'll go back to you. Uh, not to stereotype men, but men, we've talked about health many times, and it's that see no evil, hear no evil. If I don't go to the doctor, I can't get diagnosed. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, what would you say to men who maybe have symptoms or are living the lifestyle that is one that is connected with the coronary disease? Well, you know, I, I think like a lot of men my age, I had that, I still had that feeling of, of invincibility and that goes away real quick when you've been diagnosed with something. But knowing has, I mean, not only am I reducing the future risk factors now, and I've, I've largely taken care of an issue, but knowing what's out there has improved my life beyond just taking care of it. You know, i uh, more active, better diet, I feel better day to day. So you know, it might seem scary to get it taken care of, or at least find out, but it's only going to improve your circumstances. Right. It's not something like uh, that fear of, if I do this, I'm only going to eat lettuce for the rest of my life (laughs) and it's going to be awful. No, not at all. In (laughs) fact, you know, a healthy heart diet is is actually a pretty nice diet. (laughs) And and what do you see that as well? Kind of a reluctance or people afraid of, of, of even going down this road because afraid of what you might find? I think once a patient has developed symptoms, I think they're they're often more motivated to to get attention. But we definitely see that is is that in in the the family members, the asymptomatic family members who maybe have a relative who's had heart disease at a young age, it can be very challenging to motivate them to come in and get checked out. Even though we have excellent tools to you know look at the risk factors, look at their blood vessels, see if there's early evidence of of buildup of plaque. Um, often um, what we see is people maybe just just aren't ready for that information or aren't, maybe aren't ready to make changes to their life. Is there a fear as well of the the um, tests themselves and that people think they're invasive or are they invasive? They're not invasive. No, we have non-invasive methods of looking at the blood vessels, doing different types of CT scans where we can actually visualize buildup of plaque or narrowing of, of, of arteries. So there's really no um, you know barriers in terms of, of there being you know discomfort or risk associated with the types of tests that we could offer. And can anyone do that? Not, not to suggest that people hearing this are now going to flood the hospitals to get these tests done. But if somebody is, is kind of been in the back of their mind and they think that, do you need to have a pre-existing condition or a family history to go and get the testing done? Well, not every test is appropriate for every patient, so it's right. very much dependent on, on the circumstances. I mean, the first step, I think, is that if you do have that type of family history that we've heard of, of, of you know, people in your family having a heart attack or stroke at a young age, make sure that your doctor knows, and, and, and the first step is to just have them do an assessment. Some some of the type of tests that are done are, are um, um, more based in specialized centers, you know, like Vancouver uh, General Hospital or St. Paul's Hospital, where I work, um, but, but in general, these are things that are widely available in the province. All right. And Richard, what advice would you give if someone's listening and they can relate to where you were, perhaps not where you are now, but where you were, a bit of a sedentary lifestyle, maybe a family history, what advice would you give to that person? I would sit down with your family and have a frank discussion about the family history first off, because I didn't fully understand it until I was well along through the, the route of, of finding out what had happened. Um, but the sedentary lifestyle, the diet, you can get on that right away. And <laughs> You find it improves so many other aspects of your life along the way. You feel so, better now? Absolutely. Yeah, in, in almost every regard, yeah. 
All right. And, and Dr. Burnham, uh, the study itself, so what the the one that Richard's involved in and what's happening now, are you still looking for more people or you've got everybody for that one? No, we're actively recruiting patients okay. at Vancouver General Hospital and at St. Paul's Hospital. And actually, we're going to be uh, launching a new site at Kelowna General Hospital this fall. So our, our goal is to actually be fully provincial within the next couple of years. So that's something that's active and, and ongoing. Oh, that's great. And then where does that study go from there? How long will you actually be studying it or when do you hope to get results? Our goal is for it to really be longitudinal. So we want to study these these patients and their families for years, you know, people like Richard that are involved that has have young children. Uh, we want to, to follow him and his children over many, many years to really understand the, the potential benefits of identifying these types of families early, intervening and hopefully reducing risk. Uh, is it something that we tend to uh, focus on cancer? We focus on, on so many other things. Do, does heart disease or I mean, it's not the sexiest of the diseases. Does it kind of uh, not get the attention it needs? I, I think there's some truth to that. I mean, uh, you know, heart disease is still the number one killer of Canadians, and so it's. Uh, but but I think it's it doesn't always um, have the same um, sort of visceral response as, as say cancer or even sometimes things like diabetes. I find when I talk to my patients, they're more concerned about getting diabetes and having a heart attack. Um, so I, I think there I think there is truth to that, and I think understanding that it's that heart disease is not only something that occurs in your 60s or 70s. It can happen early in life is also important. All right, and just uh, one more: if somebody is hearing this and thinks they want to get involved in the study, what should they do? Well, the study is 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 um, we are actively recruiting people, okay. so it's it's something that we have coordinators in the hospital identifying patients at risk. But what I would say is, if if you do have this type of family history, you know, first thing should be talk to your family doctor about it. All right. Well, thanks both of you, and Richard, thank you for sharing your story and uh, hopefully inspiring people if they are in the, a similar position to to make some changes. Thanks so much to both of you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. That is Richard Myers. He's an accountant. He suffered a blockage in his uh, cardiac arteries. And Dr. Liam Brenham, who is a co-principal investigator of the results uh, involved in that study.